Thanks to Noom for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Sticking to a weight loss plan can be super hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts, the triggers, and other obstacles that can sabotage your progress. What do you have to lose? Sign up today to start your trial at noom.com slash dreamjob. Thanks to Candid for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. You're one step away from getting straighter, whiter teeth. Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee. Plus, when you use my dedicated link, candidco.com slash dreamjob, you're going to save 25% off on your modeling kit. That's candidco.com slash dreamjob to get 25% off the price of your modeling kit. Don't Keep Your Day Job is supported by Pocket, your space to absorb all the amazing content you find on the web. Fill the Pocket app with those articles, long reads, and videos that catch your eye and create a quiet corner to focus on your interests. Transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. Download from your app store. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How's it going? We are so close to 2019. You can almost feel it. But before we get there, we've got like some twinkly lights and some eggnog and some family to see and people to hang out with and all of that stuff. Um, I hope that you guys have a really safe, beautiful holiday. Um, I hope that you take some time and make an appointment with yourself over the next week. I know that it can get really busy and we wind up sometimes you know, our buttons get pushed and we are spending time with family and we are maybe out of our routine. So we're not eating well or sleeping well, and we might be traveling and it might be cold. And all of that stuff is conducive to sort of us sometimes not feeling so great. And I think it would be really cool if you made an appointment with yourself every day. I mean, in general, I think that that appointment might be your most appointment of the day every day, five minutes with yourself. Somebody once said to me, if you don't have five minutes, then you don't have a life. So that really like smacks me right between the eyes whenever I think that because there are so many days where I wake up and I'm like, I want to meditate, but I don't have time or I want to exercise, but I don't have time. And I'm like, wait, if I don't have an hour for myself, do I have a life? You know, if I don't have 15 minutes to get on the elliptical or 15 minutes to sit down and meditate, like, what do I have? Right. So I built all of this, like anything you're doing, hopefully is so that you have the freedom to take care of yourself a little bit. And it's amazing how powerful that is to shift your whole day when you stop and check in. But what I'm getting at right now is I would love for you to spend a few minutes every day. You know, I've talked about this before and they do not sponsor the show. I'm just saying it because it's something I've been using, which is this insight timer app on my phone. You click on it. There's I don't know, hundreds of thousands, there's definitely thousands and thousands of meditations. And you can click on anything from anxiety, stress, different topics, loving kindness practice, manifestation, any topic that just feels, you know, interesting in the moment. And they have meditations that range from five minutes to 20 minutes, whatever it is, just give yourself a few seconds every day to breathe and to check in and to feel what's speaking to you, what you're feeling called to say today, what you're feeling called to make so that you can set an intention. Because I'll tell you what, since the beginning of time, our minds have learned, you know, to to think and to sort of, uh, we're always trying to like thwart danger, right? Like, that's how we've survived through evolution is by, you know, being ahead one step ahead of anything that's like, you know, dangerous. So, our minds tend to, to focus on things that are scary and we worry a lot. And we've talked about this before, but there's, there's science that backs up the fact that your mind is like Velcro for negative thoughts and it's like Teflon sometimes with positive thoughts. So 
it's very possible that if we don't stop and notice our thoughts and set an intention for the day or really feel what we're excited about and what you want and what's positive and what you're feeling drawn to work on, it's possible if you don't stop to check in that you might just be putting out fires all day long and sort of just like caught in the sort of storm of all those thoughts. And I want you to make 2019 really what you want it to be. I want you to take the wheel. I want you to direct the ship towards where you want it to go. And so I'd like you to to spend some time checking in. And I think over the holidays, that could be really important. And, and just take a breath and notice sort of, you know, what it is that you're feeling, even if it's sadness, like maybe just give yourself a second to feel it. It's been proven that if you can give yourself a second to even just name for yourself that you're feeling stressed or scared or sad or overwhelmed, just that moment of noticing it and naming it and being with it for even a second will help the cortisol levels reduce in your body, will help the stress to reduce, and it will actually integrate a feeling of calm and well-being. So I hope that you can do a little bit more of that for yourself. And I think that might be good as we're sort of looking into practices for the new year. Maybe try that. Maybe give yourself that gift um, because there probably is going to be some time off next week. And wouldn't it be cool if you had a little of that time for yourself? And I know it can be really stressful to even think about sitting quiet. I know that it is for me. It's much more comfortable for me to just get on my phone and scroll or go pick up my kids or run errands than it is to stop. But it's so powerful what happens when you sit in the quiet and these little subtle shifts that happen that actually could change the whole direction of your day, of your week, of your life. So that's just some food for thought. And I'm practicing right along with you. By the way, at this event we're doing in March, uh, we're going to be doing some really cool things. We have a bunch of different speakers coming. One is going to lead us in some breath work. One is going to lead us in some visualization. Um, And then we have a bunch of other incredible speakers and authors and creative entrepreneurs who will be there. I really want to hang out with you guys. So get your ticket before it sells out. There's still a discount code. If you use the code EARLYBIRD at checkout, you'll get $54 off. If you're in a meetup group, you get a buy one, get one free ticket. So go join a meetup group and start meeting up. And the meetup groups, you know what those are? Those are groups all around the world that are listening to the podcast and meeting up either over Zoom video calls or in person at a coffee shop or in someone's living room. And they're just discussing their dreams and they're discussing the actions that they're taking and they're discussing what they're learning week by week on these episodes. So join a meetup group. There's a a way to join a meetup group. Just go to um, the show notes. You'll find a link or you can email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. We'll put you in a meetup group. And if you have, if you're a part of that, you get a buy one, get one free ticket. Also, come follow me on Instagram because I'm doing a giveaway for some tickets uh, to this event, plus a free coach bag. All you got to do to win that giveaway is make sure you're following me on Instagram and leave a review for our show and then send me a screenshot of the review that you left. And you can find all the details about that giveaway on my Instagram. You'll see a giveaway post and you can get all the details and you can find out everything you need to know. But super easy. All you got to do is leave us a review and basically share the show with a couple friends Go to my Instagram at kathy.heller and find the info and you can win a ticket. If you want to get a ticket to the March event, go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com. Get your ticket. And um, if you join a meetup group, we will send you the coupon code for the buy one, get one free ticket. And if you're not in a meetup group, then you can use the code EARLYBIRD and get $54 off. All right. Now let's dive into you guys and your wins and what's been going on in this community because it's so darn cool. All right. 
So Jennifer DM'd me on Instagram and she said, I just wanted to reach out and say thank you. You are such a jolt of encouragement and positivity, exactly what I need right now in my life. This past July, when I didn't get the promotion at work that I thought I wanted, I took a risk and went part-time at my job. I was flower farming and doing flowers for weddings on the weekends before to pursue flower farming and floristry. Now I have time to pursue my dreams and passions while being there for my kids and husband. I can authentically share my business with others and not hide it as a side passion. I learn so much from you every time I tune in. Your words and the guests you choose to bring on the podcast are making a difference in my life and the lives of so many others. If you ever come to Sonoma County, I'd love to give you a tour of my flower farm. You guys, how cool is this? Flower farming. You see what I'm saying? Do you see how everyone's called to do something that that's your dream? And also how many things are possible? How many different colors and, and different aspects of this tapestry we can sort of weave? Jennifer, thank you for writing this. I'd love to visit your flower farm someday in Sonoma. I love that you're building your runway and taking steps to make that transition. So many people tend to think that it's this giant all or nothing leap of faith. But I really think that it's making those small changes to align with what you really want to do. And that's why I want you to stop and breathe and meditate a few seconds every day to notice what is coming up that you really want and allow it. Stop resisting. Go toward it. And magical things are going to happen. You guys can give Jennifer some love. She's at Jenny Flora Sonoma on Instagram. J-E-N-N-I-F-L-O-R-A-S-N-O-M-A. Jenny Flora Sonoma on Instagram. And she has gorgeous photos of her flowers. So be sure to check it out. Okay. Next win is from Heather. She messaged me on Instagram and she said, Dear Kathy, I just had a revelation and thought I would share A, to encourage you since your podcast helped me to get here and B, to help solidify it in my mind. My daughter and I are in the process of starting a business together called Crafting Joy. After a couple of volunteer sessions leading craft workshops together at our church, we have our first potentially paid gig at her school for six sessions in the spring. My daughter is super crafty and really interested in the nuts and bolts of starting a business. So this is all really exciting. But neither of us is 100% excited about the upfront leading workshops part of it. I shared this to say it's so true that clarity follows action. And thank you for that concept. We're still going to offer the spring workshops with the goal of wowing our elementary school age audience, then focus on products. Thank you again. You know, this is so cool, Heather. You guys are stepping up to the plate, even though you're not totally gung ho about leading the workshops. You're doing this anyway. You're saying yes. And look where it's taking you. I'm so glad that you shared this story. And I think it's so cool that your daughter is inspired to create and start her own business. She's really lucky to have you as a mom, you know. I mean, really, you're encouraging that spark in her. That's so great. Everyone, you can go see what Heather and her daughter are up to. She's at HMC Oaks on Instagram. And we look forward to when Craft Joy becomes a full-grown business. Okay. Our last one, Deanna posted this in our Facebook group. She said, hello, fellow listeners. I stumbled across the podcast when I was in a serious funk, a negative checking account, and in the weeds of my second failing business. I began questioning if I was cut out for this whole entrepreneur thing, or if I should just put my tail between my legs and go back to my old comfy insurance job. Then as I listened to an episode one day, something clicked. Why not go back to my day job as a consultant, choose my hours and negotiate my rate? pay off my debt and refocus my energy. They accepted my offer. And by January 1st, I will have paid down $12,000 in credit card debt and have a new revenue stream launched all within five months. I shifted my mindset completely. So now my hour long commute became enjoyable. It gives me time to listen to podcasts and come up with ideas. Through this, I found what really lights me up right now. It will evolve over time. And I'm totally leaning into that. I got scrappy as Kathy says, and I just went for it. I'm giving myself a pat on the back and giving anyone else a high five who has started 
before they were ready, got resourceful, and found joy in the detours. All of that takes guts and a serious connection to your intuition, so congrats. Cheers to having fun in life. Here's what came out of the hour-long commute for four months. Freak of nature tanks designed using the tip of my finger. Deanna, this is incredible. You're such a superstar. One, you managed to pay off all that debt, which is awesome. Two, you changed your mindset to see that the day job and that commute was really a blessing and could actually act as like your investor in what you really wanted to do. And that mindset shift made all the difference. And then you use that commute time and turn that into something productive. You deserve a million high fives. This is super inspiring. I hope anyone who's listening sees that it is truly possible. You can get yourself out of a funk. You can pull yourself up and then march forward. We need to realize that these things don't have to be perfect right now, but it can be better if we choose to see our lives in a new light. I love these tanks you made. You guys go give Deanna some love and check out her Etsy shop. It's called the Adventures, all one word. That's A-D-V-A-N-T-U-R-E-S and buy her awesome freak of nature tanks. All right, let's say a quick thanks to our sponsor. So the new year is coming up and a lot of us are thinking, all right, this is the year I'm going to get healthy and fit and I'm going to lose 10 pounds. But the gym memberships and the personal trainers and the nutritionists are expensive. Let me tell you about Noom and how they can help your weight loss journey. So I'm really good at sticking to plans when it comes to my career, but not so much when it comes to my physical fitness. I'll be honest. And that's why I'm really glad I found Noom. Noom is not a lose weight fast plan. This is a lose weight for good plan. They help you recognize and change the habits that are blocking you from your goals. It teaches you about moderation. Instead of thinking, I have to cut out all the cupcakes, all the fried food, I know one big excuse is, well, I don't have time for a full workout. I don't have time to train for a marathon. But Noom only asks you to commit 10 minutes a day to you. So what do you have to lose? Sign up today and start your trial at noom.com slash dreamjob. Start your trial at noom.com slash dreamjob and start losing weight for good. That's noom.com slash dreamjob to start your trial and start seeing life-changing results today. Okay, so now I want to share with you a conversation I had with these two amazing women. They are Kristen Meinsner and Jolenta Greenberg. If you're into self-help podcasts, you might have heard their names before. Kristen has been a producer in TV, radio, and podcasts like Gretchen Rubin's Happier and Girl Boss with Sophia Amorosa. And Jolenta is a stand-up comedian, a storyteller, and a voiceover actress. Both of them are also podcasters. Together, they co-host their own super successful podcast, which is called By the Book. It's part reality show, part comedy, part self-help, and it's one wild social experiment where every week they read a different self-help book and they sort of then go live it to a T, like whatever the advice is, and you get to sort of be a fly on the wall and sort of see how that works for them or doesn't work for them. It's a really cool concept to have that going on in every episode where they're choosing a different self-help book to live by it and find out which ones might actually be life-changing. I know a lot of you are into self-help and going into a new year, I thought that this might be interesting for you to hear. So definitely you can check out their Buy the Book podcast after you're done listening to this episode. It's been featured on NPR, in the New York Times, BuzzFeed, etc. Super cool to talk to them about having great tips tips on what it takes to expand a creative project into a vibrant community. And the best part is you don't have to be an expert. So let's bring them on. Please welcome the wonderful Kristen Meisner and Jolenta Greenberg. Hey, Kristen and Jolenta, thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, thanks so much for having us. We're super excited. Oh, this is such a good fit. I love your show. I love what you're doing. Before we go there, I just want you each to tell us a little bit about your background. Kristen, I think that it would be really exciting and inspiring for our audience to know that you worked as a producer and you did TV shows, radio and podcasts like Happier with Gretchen Rubin. We've had her on the show um, and other shows. And now you're also doing your own, right? So um, 
tell us a little bit about that. Did you always want to have your own show? Are you comfortable being the producer, but now sort of being on the other side of the of the microphone? Tell us a little oh my about gosh. your journey. Well, my story goes so much further back than that, actually. My first full-time job after graduating from college was working at a nonprofit where I taught film and television studies classes over the phone mm. to people who were homebound or elderly or living with advanced wow. AIDS or HIV or who were Holocaust survivors. And so I ended up doing a bunch of other nonprofit and academic media. I was organizing film festivals. I worked at NYU. I worked at the Rockefeller Foundation. And I had all these different kinds of jobs that were more admin heavy and less creative. And I knew at a certain point that I didn't want to do film festivals anymore, showcasing other people's creative work. I wanted to do my own creative work. And I love that when I had the chance to do it, it involved doing what I did with that first job where I was using my voice and connecting with people. And it's just been fantastic. And I was able to do that with my first radio job at WNYC. And I was the culture producer for the show I worked on where Jolenta and I met. And at that show, I was booking celebrity guests. I was uh, focusing on stories of books, theater, film, and so on. Mm -hmm. And the powers that be there said, why don't you host a podcast here? And the film critic here that we have says that he wants to host a podcast. We think you two should do it together since you're the culture producer. That film critic was Rafer Guzman. And he and I started hosting a show, and we hosted it for six years. It was 2010 to 2016 we hosted the show together. And then in 2017, Joe Lenta invited me to host By the Book with her. That's not exactly oh. how it happened. I had a meeting with Kristen because I was like, I think I hate this new job I got. Should I quit it? And then she was like, maybe. Like, we're having a pilot contest where I work. Just submit to that and, like, quit your job. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But I want to give Jolenta credit, though. Jolenta's always so modest. And it's like, this was an idea she had. Yeah, I've had lots of ideas, though. That's how I see it. That's really, really cool. And Jolenta, tell us a little bit about your background. I know that you were doing some stand-up, you did some writing, you were working a little bit at UCB. Tell us a little bit about that and then how you got into wanting to do this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a stand-up comedian with a podcast now. uh, And back in the day, I very much was determined to be like a classical Shakespearean actor. Went to lots of acting school. And then slowly after that, I was like, maybe I hate auditioning and working on other people's ideas. And I just want to stand in front of audiences on my own. Uh, So I started doing stand up. And then to support myself during that, I, uh, I taught children's theater for many, many years. I've been a nanny. I worked in a theater box office. I worked as a receptionist for a theater. And I worked uh, as an administrator for a radio show, which is where I met Kristen. Amazing. Yeah. And then that led to me working as a, as a, an associate producer for, for a different show. And about three months into that, I was like, I'm miserable. Uh, the person I'm working for said I would be writing comedy for him and I'm walking his dog and, mm, you know, scheduling different. flights for his daughter to go to France. This is not what I need to be doing with my life. Mm-hmm. And then I quit that job and Kristen and I submitted by the book to Panoply's pilot contest. And luckily uh, they picked it up. And now I have this job and I do this and I do stand up and I do uh, a few voiceovers here and there for, for some extra income. 
I love it. I love how many times you said, I quit this job, then I oh, quit that I've job. I've quit <laughs> so many jobs. It takes trial and error sometimes. You know, yeah. it's not like we have this society where at 18, people are like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And you're supposed to know. And then you're, you're 31 and you're like, why do I have depression? Oh, because I don't know why I feel completely unexpressed because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm in something that doesn't feel like me. It takes a lot of bravery to make those adjustments. We're going to get into your show in one second. And most of the things I have to ask you are about by the book. And I can't wait to get there. But before we just jump from your backgrounds, because there's such meaty stuff here, I just want to ask you each one quick question about your respective backgrounds. So for Kristen, there are so many people who listen to our show who actually want to start a podcast. And in your perspective, what do you think are some of the essential ingredients for being a successful podcast? Like what tips might you have to a new podcaster who has zero listeners, zero subscribers, and wants to find their audience? Well, I always tell people who want to break into podcasting, they should ask themselves two questions. Question number one is, why do I want to start a podcast? If the answer Mm -hmm. is because everyone's doing it, that's a horrible answer. Mm -hmm. You have to actually have a real answer to that question. My story can be told best this way. This is a new, innovative way to tell a story. Like with By the Book, Jolenta and I taking a lot of inspiration from TV. Jolenta and I both love TV. And Jolenta and I thought, how can we take some of the things we love about TV and use those storytelling elements in our show? And right. we're a reality show that's in podcast form. So I think that, you know, we already had the answer to our question. Why do we mm-hmm. want to do this as a podcast? Why do you want to do that versus an Instagram feed or a blog or anything right. else? So everybody who wants to start a podcast should ask themselves, why a podcast? And then the second thing I tell everyone to ask themselves is, who is this for? Is it for yourself as a personal diary? Is it for a very small community of people who have something in common with you, whether it's a medical condition or a part of the country you live in or a hobby that you all share in common? Is it for a much wider audience? Is it to help people? But think about who this show is for. And if you don't know who the show is for and you don't know why the show exists, then I would say you need to think about that first and foremost, and then think about your podcast. And then at that point, start thinking about bigger questions like, how am I going to structure it? How am I going to get guests? And what does every show sound like? Yeah, those are such helpful, helpful questions. Okay, so Jolenta, here's one for you. You have your hands in many different things. And there are audience members who definitely feel that way where they have different passions, right? They like painting, but they also like photography. And this one likes writing and she also likes traveling. What advice do you have to people on how do you make it work if you're not sure how to focus on one thing? I guess for me, it's just been try to figure out a way to make money doing your favorite things. Like I love talking to people. I love talking about myself. I love looking at self-help books. I love finding universal truths in like weird, random personal experiences. And Mm -hmm. those interests lend themselves very well to the podcast I host and my stand-up comedy. You know, I also love working on my hand lettering, but It's not, you know, my top priority when I'm like, what would I do with my free time? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of a hobby I keep at home. And same with like crocheting or, you know. So you just sort of figure out where it's like, if I could only do two of these forever, 
what would they be? Yeah. And try to focus in on those and and see if there's a way you could make money doing it. Yeah, that makes sense. So now let's dive in to what you guys have been working on together for a while, which has been so sensational. People are loving what you're doing. So I want you to tell us a little bit about it. And I want you to tell us why you started it. Well, in every episode of By the Book, Jolenta and I choose a different self-help book to live by. We distill all of the rules into under 10 rules to live by. And for two weeks straight, we religiously follow each of those rules and record ourselves along the way. So you'll hear Mm -hmm. us at work with our spouses, with our friends, and we'll eat what the books tell us to eat. We'll dress the way the books tell us to dress. We'll use the jargon they tell us to use. We'll wake up and go to sleep when they tell us to. We'll do every single thing that the book tells us to. And you'll hear in our home recordings how those books are helping or hurting us, how they're affecting our lives. And a lot of it's very comedic. Sometimes there are tears. Sometimes there are major revelations. (laughs) Uh, There's a little bit of everything. And we like to think we're a good balance between complete sincerity and complete humor because you need both. If it was just all one or the other, I think that it wouldn't actually touch people as much right, as it does. Right. Yep. But I'll let Jolenta take it away to explain how the show came to be because this is really something that came from her heart. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what, made, what made you want to go on this self-help journey? Well, it all it started actually at the job I was working in public radio where Kristen and I met and I was uh, an administrator for a news show and we would get sent tons and tons of books from publishers to see if we wanted to have their, their authors on. And... Everyone would take all the books except the self-help books. And I was like, well, I'll take those. (laughs) And, you know, at the time I was like, I don't think I want to be an actor. I want to do comedy, but there's no money in that for like the first, you know, 15 years of your career. Um, (laughs) Like, what am I doing with my life? And every time I would pick up a new book, I'd be like, this might be the one that actually changes my life. And then I read it and be like, "Eh, whatever. And so I was like, what if I what if I had something holding me accountable to actually like adhere to this book and implement the changes, not just think about them and get carried away in in my imagination. So it always been an idea. And Kristen and I toyed with doing it then when I first came up with it. But then I was getting married. She was, I think, changing jobs. We had a lot on our plate. So then fast forward a few years, I take this job that looks perfect on paper and I'm miserable. And I was like, I think I want to quit. What should I do, Kristen? Let's get drinks. And she was like, oh, remember that old idea? Submit it to our pilot competition and maybe we can get it made this time. So during my last two weeks at the job, I spent the whole time writing our pitch for By the Book. And I always wanted to do it with Kristen because she's the opposite of me when it comes to self-help books, at least. that She thinks they are dumb. She uses the word malarkey a lot when she talks about them. (laughs) And so I figured it would be good to do this with someone who doesn't think every single thing they look at is going to completely change their lives and and help bring me down to earth. Yep. So... The thing that I find really fascinating, I love this aspect of your show, is that you didn't say to yourself, well, I can only start a self-help podcast if I'm an expert, if I'm the author. Mm. You were like, no, I'm interested in it. So why can't I take an audience with me on that journey? Because I'm sure there's other people who are interested in that as well. So you went on this, like, let's investigate together. Let's experiment together. And we have listeners who aren't experts. They want to make a podcast who are listening or a blog or a YouTube channel. 
and they're feeling like, well, why would anyone listen to me if I don't have a master's degree in this? How can they get over that fear of I'm not good enough if I'm not an expert? Because you guys went ahead and dove in and guess what? You're helping tons of people with this stuff. Oh, wow. The idea of us helping people is wonderful. That is so nice. (laughs) I love that because, you know, we, we hear from listeners all the time who just say such kind things to us. We hear from listeners who say they love the show. We hear from listeners who are sometimes mad at us because we don't love the book that they love. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the idea of us helping people, that's whenever we hear somebody say that, it makes us feel great. It, it does. really does. And the thing is, how many experts are there in the world? And at what point did they actually consider themselves experts? And why do they know more than the rest of us? Because we're alive. We read. We do things like have jobs and fall in and out of love. And so Jolenta and I are experts in ourselves. This is something Jolenta has said many times in interviews and to other people. Nobody else is more of an expert in who Jolenta is than Jolenta. And nobody else is more of an expert in me than Kristen Meinzer. So that brings its own expertise to the table. But to other people listening, I would say they can adopt the same thinking. They're the expert in themselves. And if the story that they're telling is about their experience doing something, they're already sat. They're already an expert. Yeah. No one else is more an expert in Kathy than yeah, you, Kathy. that makes yeah. sense. I was just an expert in, like, feeling sort of lost and hopeless. And, you know, <laughs> if you really lean into that, people want to explore it with you. And it becomes sort of universal, you know? Like, everyone's felt that at times or, every, you know, it's just... Like, I was not an expert self-help book author, but I was an nope. expert in being their targeted audience. So why not explore that? Yep. Okay, we're going to get into the meat of some of these books in a second. Uh, but one more question on sort of a business approach uh, standpoint. So what do you think was it that made Panoply pick up your show? How did you pitch it in this, this contest? Like, how did you stand out? And what's your advice to someone who wants to pitch their creative idea? Well, Jolenta wasn't even there on the pitch day. No, that was I was. All <laughs> but Jolenta had an outstanding idea. She had it written up well. She had it clear who is the target listenership. What does a typical episode sound like? What are you going to get out of the show that you're not going to get out of any other show? She had mm. all of that written up. That's and good. I was ready to present all the way. And my presentation really tried to get at the heart of why somebody would emotionally connect with the show. And Mm -hmm. I think that part of being someone who pitches a show well is you have to be able to say what this show is in three sentences or less. So that was number one. I was able to say that. I was able to talk about the emotional journey that we would be on and that other people would have joining us. I was able to talk about how we would have listener engagement in every episode, how we would build the audience and then sustain our audience. I talked about everything from our Facebook community, which now has, I think, over 8,000 people, um, which support themselves. And they've become their own space and their own identity where they can have conversations around the show. All of these different things were included in the plan when I pitched it. I talked about a whole universe that was being created around the show. And I think that being able to talk about the show beyond uh, just this is a great idea into something that there is a community, there's listenership, there are people choosing to listen. Because with every podcast, every podcast starts with zero listeners. And in order to listen, people aren't just, you know, flipping through their TV stations or on the radio. They have to choose to put those earbuds in and then look for your show and hit play on it. 
And I did everything I could to make clear how people would end up on that journey with us. So I think that pitches have to do that. And they have to have some love in them. They have to have uh, some tenacity and some belief from the person pitching that this is something that they will want to keep on doing week after week after week, possibly for years. And something that you may already know, Kathy, is that uh, over three-fourths of podcasts end after seven episodes. Most people who want to do a podcast just don't keep them going because it's hard work and it requires a lot of dedication and enthusiasm, thinking about structure, thinking about guests. And most podcasters, if they aren't showing that enthusiasm on a pitch, then why would anybody want to stand behind them? Uh, I really didn't know that statistic. That's amazing. Um, I love so much what you just communicated. You wanted to create a community. It was so important that this wasn't just about the episodes. It was about other people coming together and sharing what they were reading, how it was affecting them, finding people who they could relate to in their tribe. That is so huge. What have you done outside of the actual episodes to create community? Well, our full-length episodes come out every other week, and those are the ones where we spend two weeks living by a book, and you hear all those home audio diaries, you hear the verdict on the book, and so on. But then our in-between episodes, every other week there's another episode that comes out, and that is an episode that is almost exclusively listener feedback. That is questions. Those are listeners talking to each other. And that means listeners are feeling heard, not just by other people on the Facebook communities, but we get thousands of letters to our email address, thousands of tweets, people leaving us voicemail messages on Instagram, reaching out. And this way, a lot of people are saying to us, I felt validated by your show. This thought that I had, this one thing that I felt really bad about, not only did you in your episode talk about feeling those same things, but then you read my letter on your show and said, we all feel this way and it's totally fine. And Mm. when people get to hear themselves, it's a powerful thing. And by listening to our show, by writing to us, by communicating with other people, we're trying to tell people that their experiences matter too. And cultivating that on the show and off the show and having those two parts speak to each other, I think is part of what's allowed us to have this great audience. Yep. 100%. It makes so much sense. I love that. And I love that you spend so much time putting the spotlight on, on your audience. All right, before we go on, let's just take a quick ad break. Have you guys ever had a problem with your teeth that you always wanted to fix? I have an option that's going to help. You're not going to need to go through the long hassle of wire braces, and you can do it all from the comfort of your own home. It's a new company called Candid. Candid is helping people gain confidence through accessible and affordable orthodontic care. So I think this is super cool because number one, you can get straighter and brighter teeth in an average of six months, which is crazy fast. And number two, it costs 65% less than braces. So you're literally saving thousands of dollars. And then also, it's super convenient. Everything is delivered to your house, so you don't even have to leave your home. I'm super excited. Excited about this because if you guys have noticed, now don't go staring at it, but if you go notice, my top teeth are super straight. I had braces and wore my retainer, and my bottom teeth are crooked because I had braces, but I didn't wear my retainer, and I don't love it. You know, I wish that my teeth were straighter, and so I'm excited to take advantage of this. You're one step away from getting straighter, whiter teeth. You can take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee. Plus, when you use my dedicated link, candidco.com slash dreamjob, you're going to save 25% off on your modeling kit. That's candidco.com slash dreamjob to get 25% off the price of your modeling kit. Candidco.com slash 
dream job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is supported by Pocket, the app for reading, watching, and listening to all the amazing content you find on the web. If you love podcasts, you're going to love Pocket's new listen feature. Any article you've saved can be read out loud, so the rest of you is free to cook, commute, work out, walk, or just relax and listen. You can transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. You can download from your app store or at getpocket.com. So let's dig in now to some of the meat of all of this. So first, let's talk about the positive stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Of the books that you've gone through, I know some of them. What are some of the positive pieces that you took away? What book comes to mind and what thing do you feel like you learned from this particular book that you could share and say this was super helpful? Actually, my husband and I were just talking about this on the subway platform the other day where we were both like, hands down to this day, the book that has most influenced us that I have lived by for the show is uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And we are ridiculous millennial cliches. But I feel like it's something we never thought about. We we met as struggling actors. We've always sort of lived in like, you know, garbage apartments with garbage clothes and garbage, you know, furniture that falls apart. But somehow we've moved with it for the past decade And it was sort of a revelation to think about your environment and how you create your little world around yourself in your home can affect your personality, your personhood. And, you know, getting rid of things that don't bring you joy and making a home for everything you own truly makes our lives more enjoyable. It makes us feel like we know who we are more and look forward to coming home more and I'm afraid Kristen is going to judge me so harshly. (laughs) Never. I would never judge you. I would never judge you. Yeah, it totally changed our outlook on our home life. And and it's really enhanced both of our lives. That's amazing. I love that one. What about for you, Kristen? Well, this is tough because I think the obvious answer is I love any books that validate how I already live. But I'm going to name a book that I never thought would be so beneficial. And it was a crap book and it was poorly written. And it's essentially a pamphlet. It's called How to Write an Ebook in Less Than 7 to 14 Days That Will Make You Money Forever. Such a good book. And I have an MFA in fiction writing. I'm somebody who loves story. And one reason I ended up from academia to TV to podcasting, all of these different things, one reason why I ended up on this path is because I love storytelling so much, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but storytelling and writing are frequently incredibly lonely, and Mm. I'm a very social person, and being able to live by this book that's giving us less than two weeks, less than seven to 14 days, whatever that means, whatever that means, we still don't know, less than seven to 14 days to write a book, it meant there was a timeline. I knew I wasn't going to be lonely forever. I knew that there would be a community around this book, whatever I wrote. And so it kind of gave me a different relationship with writing and with storytelling. And Jolenta and I still to this day, even though our books are not going to be award-winning and they're not what you would call outstanding books, we still both feel that we accomplished something. It was really nice. Yeah, just finishing it and like publishing it like on Amazon, you know, in the self-published section is so satisfying. Yeah. And both of us, our books charted and we both made dozens of dollars off of these books, dozens and dozens of dollars from our books. So that was very surprising because yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. Who wrote that one? 
How to Write an Ebook in Less Than 7 to 14 Days was written by Darren Ackers. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Good to know. Really, really neat. Okay. So now let's go the other way. What were some of the things in the books you read that just did not work for you? And you were like, I cannot believe that people drink the Kool-Aid on this. Mm. Mine is Miracle Morning, oh, so which bad. so many listeners were, were so psyched about us reading. And so many listeners were so vocal about us not liking it and them being disappointed in us. But for me, and I, and I can't speak for Kristen, but for me, the the main thing of not liking it was just like... There's so much shaming in it. It sort of reminded me of The Secret in that way, uh, where it's just like anything you don't like about your life is probably your fault. Like, And it's because you don't get up early enough. So be like me, a man who's been, you know, very fortunate to be born in, in you know, very lucky positions and look the way I do. That makes everyone give me the benefit of the doubt, which is great for straight white men. But not all of us are that. Uh, and just, yeah, like get up early and everything falls into place. And if it doesn't, it's because like maybe you're not getting up early enough. Yeah. And on top of that, there was the singularity of his message of this is the one guarantee. Yeah. The one guaranteed way to transform your life. Hmm. And I just don't like the message that there's only one way to do anything. Yeah. There are so many ways to do so many things. And there are as many different ways as there are people to be happy or to succeed or to explore your psyche. Um, And and the idea of there being just one way. And he repeatedly says the one guaranteed way. And that made my ears perk up because I immediately thought that's snake oil. Anyone who's using that language around self-improvement. Is selling snake oil. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. So as you've gone through this journey for both of you, I'm curious what you feel as a whole, like what have you really learned about yourself in the process? How do you feel like your life is qualitatively different than it was at the beginning? I think I've actually become a tiny bit less judgmental. I don't know if Jolenta would agree with me. I think so. I totally think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Because Before, I think... when we first started, you would be like, I read two sentences and like, this book is stupid. And now, <laughs> now you'll read a whole book, live by it and be like, oh no, I think I learned more than I meant to. Like, and I didn't just immediately yeah. shut down. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, one book in particular that that totally happened with was Past Lives, Future Healing by totally. Sylvia Brown. And it's so easy to make fun of people who believe in past lives. And if they just channel who they were back when they were Cleopatra, everything will be fine today in 2018. And I just rolled my eyes at that whole idea. But when we were actually living by it, I tapped into some very real feelings and ended up having important conversations mm-hmm. with my husband. And so I actually think that, Whoa. you know, that, that I, I, and I know it sounds crazy, but we've had several books like this where... I used to be a lot more judgmental, I think, about some of these things. And frankly, I think I used to be more judgmental about the people who would read these books. And I'd think, why are you being so naive? Why are you falling for this malarkey? Don't fall for this. You're a beautiful, amazing thing. And there was nobody else like you. Don't believe somebody when they tell you you're failing because you're a failure. Don't believe them. Maybe you're failing because circumstances are stacked against you. And Maybe there are a lot of reasons why you're not doing as well as you want to. And I think a lot of self-help books say that. But Mm -hmm. after living by a bunch of these books, I think I've become a little bit more empathetic with the people who just they're hurting and they want some answers. And it's not that they're naive. It's that a lot of them are in pain or really just want some help. 
Yeah. It's really inspiring and it's cool to hear it coming from people who weren't necessarily, uh, you know, singing Dixie the whole way ahead of time. It's neat that you're like opening up to that and it's cool. Now that you've learned so many different things, what do you feel is the take home message? One of my biggest pieces of advice, and this came to me very late in life, is talk to people and don't be afraid to talk to people who are doing things that you want to be doing Mm. yourself. I am a first generation college student. I didn't realize that office hours existed so that you can develop a nepotistic relationship with your professor who will help you out later. Things like that. I didn't (laughs) know that. I just thought, what if I get straight A's while You know, I was working up to 60 hours a week to pay my way through school. I was trying to get straight A's while I was bringing home money. And it didn't occur to me that I was also supposed to be having all these other conversations outside Mm -hmm. of class. And that came to me very late. And I realized that should be the case in school, at work, out in the world. And I'm so impressed with young people I meet who just reach out to me out of the blue and say, hey, Kristen, I'm also a woman of color, and I'm interested in finding out how I can break into media. You know, I'm scared to ask you, but would you mind talking with me? And I wish I would have done that more when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to do. And I'd say to young people, don't be afraid. Do it. The worst people can do is say no to you. I love that. So that's one of the things that you feel super important is like finding a mentor and reaching out to people who've sort of done things you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. What else? What do you think? I'm going to just parrot some advice I got from my dad. And this was about a work, a working environment uh, and whether or not I should quit a job. But I feel like it applies to so many things. And I wish I I wish I would have been told it sooner, which is he said, you never hear anyone say, oh, I should have stayed there longer. Like the way you hear people saying, I should have made that change years before I did. And that's always sort of stuck with me, whether it's about a relationship that's not fully satisfying me, a job, you know, sort of taking the initiative to either get a therapist or medication or whatever to sort of like make first steps to get out of a certain mindset that I feel like is holding me back or, you know, just a, you know, pit of despair. And it's just like, oh, right. You never hear someone say, like, I wish I would have wallowed in X, Y, or Z longer. So, like, trust your gut when you have that nagging feeling, whether it's this school isn't right for me, this person kind of makes me feel bad about myself, but they're super hot, so I want to stay with them. You know. Oh, no. Random examples. But, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's just... I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just remember that, you know, to trust yourself. You are the expert in you and what works for you. Yeah. Right, right. All right. So we're wrapping up. A couple last things. So I'm just curious, as you read through all these books, what you felt is the biggest thing in people's way. Like, what's the consistent pattern that these books are addressing? What is our biggest problem? Where do we get stuck? I mean, part of me wants to be like money. Everyone's obsessed with money. But also, I I do have to acknowledge we live in a society that runs on money and you do need it to live. Uh, so I would say the other the other part of, of my answer would be just expectations, societal, familial, coming up against them and worrying about what people will think or say because of these prescribed expectations seem to be what what sort of universally hang us up the most. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And something I've said on the show many times before is one of I, I quote my Nana a lot on by the book. 
one of my Nana's things that she said to me that has stuck with me my whole life is, most people aren't thinking about you, and that is a good thing. And I think so many of us get so caught up in how we're comparing to others and um, what will so-and-so think. But most people just aren't thinking about us. Yep. They're probably thinking about their own problems and money. Yes. (laughs) And money problems. Yeah. And I think that um, if we learn to get past that a little bit, if we learn to have more of a big picture viewpoint and not just look inward at ourselves, sometimes sometimes the navel gazing isn't actually healthy. Sometimes it's better to see the bigger world. And, you know, frankly, most of us are doing way, way, way better than our ancestors. Most of us probably are. Yeah. And also, I think that, you know, part of that, I'm so caught up in what my pain is also means Mm -hmm. that you're not looking at all the ways that you have it so great and to be grateful for it. And, you know, gratitude's not going to solve everything. Gratitude's not going to solve cancer, and it's not going to solve structural racism or classism or any of those things. So I don't mean to gloss over any of those giant issues that people experience that cause them pain, because those are huge and, and positive they're, thinking. They're not can only... being fixed by self-help books right yes, now. Yes, they're not. But for those who, those aren't their biggest struggles, I do think that sometimes being a little kinder to ourselves, being a little bit more grateful and comparing ourselves less to others will help to get us past some of the pain we're feeling. Yep. That's really great. All right. Well, this was awesome. Tell us where people can find you. Well, they can find us at By the Book Pod, which is our Twitter handle, at Jolenta G and at Kristen Meinzer. Those are our individual Twitter handles. And then you should subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your favorite shows. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you guys for doing this work. I think it's really important. I'm glad you guys are doing it. And thanks for having this chat with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really fun talking to those guys. Um, go ahead and make sure to check out their podcast by the book because I think you're going to find it's really entertaining. Also, it's helpful in terms of the different mantras and ways that people are sort of bettering themselves in their life. Okay, now I want to shine a light on some of our awesome meetup listening groups. Debbie wrote to us and said that the San Francisco group met up for the fifth time. Can you believe that? Five times already. Amazing. The Atlanta group had their first meeting and Radina said it was super awesome to meet everybody and she's really inspired to set and start meeting goals in the new year. I love that you guys are going to get this accountability. Join one of these listening groups because that accountability and brainstorming and support is priceless. Also, the London group met for the first time. Angie, Nandita, and Rachel got together and set goals that they want to get done by the next meetup, like narrowing down a passion project they're going to create income from or finishing an art piece and posting a video on social media. And what I also love is that they all realized that they had the skills and tools to help each other out so they could be like, oh, you need help with your blog? I know something about WordPress. Or hey, I have a quick guide that can direct you towards some ideas on what you actually want to do for a living. You guys, this is what the groups are all about. We're also, we're forming a group all the way in New Zealand. How cool is that? We actually have enough listeners in New Zealand that they're starting their own group. So it just goes to show you wherever you are in the world, you can join one of these groups. You can find like-minded people who are going to be there to help you take whatever in your head and start to discuss it, start to brainstorm it and start to have it take shape and take life. We have a link in the show notes if you want to join one of these meetup groups, or you can just email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Let us know where you are so we can put you in the right group. All right. So March 14th and 15th, I want to see you guys here with me in LA for two days. We're going to have this giant meetup right here. It's called the Dreamtopia Workshop. It's a full two-day event of amazing speakers, activities. If you want to get clarity on your purpose in this life, change your subconscious mind, meet incredible souls, 
you need to be at this workshop. Go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and you can get your ticket. And again, you can use the code EARLYBIRD for $54 off. That coupon expires January 1st. I'm so excited to see you guys at this event. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Do me a favor. Take a second and pick your favorite episode of 2018 or pick your two favorite episodes and share those episodes with three friends. Maybe it's going to be a game changer for that person. Maybe it's going to give you another friend who you can start talking to about this stuff. So please go ahead because it's also a huge way to give back to us. And if you haven't already, leave us a review on iTunes. If you come over and you find my giveaway on Instagram, you're going to see details that will allow you to enter a giveaway. So if you left a review or you shared the show, all of that won't be in vain. It will allow you then to be eligible for this giveaway. So go ahead and leave us a review and find the details. And then you can use that review and you can enter the giveaway and you can win some great stuff. You can send us your wins or any questions you have. We can share them in these Thursday episodes. You can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller or you can post it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. You guys should join that Facebook group. It's 7,000 plus amazing like-minded souls who are brave and supportive and encouraging. It's really one of the coolest things around. You got to join it. I love you guys. I'm here for you. I can't wait for what's to come. I'll leave you guys with another song of mine. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday. Every try to search for something you couldn't see at all. Every try to climb a mountain but you felt too small. Ever reach out for the stars. It's hard sometimes from where you they seem so far And the weather turns cold And the fire burns cold